Shabbat Shalom, and welcome to another episode of A Christian Voice. Today, I'm going to share some recent news events with my Christian perspective on them. Remember, you can always weigh in by commenting on the show. Get your voice out there, too. First, SCOTUS agrees to weigh in on so-called gay marriage. That's my terminology, weigh in on. Many others are phrasing it thusly. The Supreme Court will decide on gay marriage. Do you hear the difference? To weigh in on a matter or decide the matter? Wrong. SCOTUS has no right, no power to decide law. They only exist to uphold law. So here's our judicial branch hoping to usurp more powers from another branch and legislate from the bench again. Woohoo! This is why we have seen the systematic removal of civics education from our public schools. Most of you probably don't have a clue what I just said. Three branches of government with checks and balances built in to ensure this very thing doesn't happen. Check it out. Next, Duke University. Ah, yes, another one bites the dust. Duke University wanted to use their chapel tower to broadcast what the Muslims call their call to prayer, which is really just a repetitious pep cheer for Allah and Muhammad, saying how great they are above others. How is that prayer? Prayer is a conversation with God himself, Adonai, Elohim, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Conversation. You talk, you listen. Anyway, here's another formerly fine Christian college, founded for Jesus, and I believe still having ties to the Methodist Church, doing something absolutely blasphemous. One spokesperson for the school was reported as saying, Oh, it was defiled long ago. Pardon me, ma'am? Are you serious? Let's keep desecrating because I'm sure it's somehow been done in the past. Seriously? Well, as of today, they've reversed their decision. So changes can be made, folks, and your one voice does matter. Don't let anyone fool you on that. This next one I will have a hard time not making light of. It's terrible that our public schools should have come to this, but really this is too absurd. A middle school in Alabama sent home this letter to parents. I won't actually read the school name because, as laughable as it all is, I understand the intelligentsia there are trying to do the best they can. This is the best they can do, folks. Quote, January 9th, 2015. Dear parents and guardians, we are dedicated to educating and to keeping our children safe at school. As a result of school shootings throughout the United States, and discussing with law enforcement on the best procedure to follow to keep our students safe. We are enhancing our procedure for intruders. The procedure will be the same as we have done in the past, with the addition of arming our students with a canned food item. <clears throat> we realize at first this may seem odd. However, it is a practice that would catch an intruder off guard. The canned food item could stun the intruder or even knock him out until the police arrive. The canned food item will give the students a sense of empowerment to protect themselves and will make them feel secure in case an intruder enters their classroom. This procedure is being used in other schools in our area and in the United States. Please view the following websites listed below for more information on this procedure. Not reading the websites. We are asking each student to bring an 8-ounce canned food item, corn, beans, peas, etc., to use in case an intruder enters their classroom. We hope the canned food items will never be used or needed. 
but it is best to be prepared. At the end of the school year, the cans will be donated to the food closet. Thank you for your support in helping us keep our children safe at school. Signed by hand, principal, and the assistant principal. Wow, I'm embarrassed for them, for my nation right now. <clears throat> Next item of interest. Now this one is very clear for me, black and white. I know most people want to say squarely in the middle of the gray, where nothing is actually clear or inherently true, so they never have to act. They think it's the safe place to live. No, people, it's actually the dangerous place. To be lost in the midst of created confusion and politically correct indecision is your death. Ultimately, your country's death. A young woman was delivering pizzas in Georgia when a man with a gun forced her out of her vehicle and onto the ground. Now, everyone is calling it an attempted robbery, but why on earth would she be forced onto the ground for a simple robbery? Come on, folks. You can rob someone full well standing up. So... A guy forces a girl onto the ground with a gun in her face. Well, guess what, guy? She had her own gun. Ha! Shot him point blank in the face. Whoops. I am going to make the bold and surely unpopular statement that she was 100% right. Good job, young lady. You acted absolutely perfectly. No, I wasn't there. Nope, I don't know her or the perp. All I know is a citizen utilized her right to keep and bear arms. Yes, folks, to carry them. Can't very well use them when you need them if they're not on you now, can you? No government has the right to grant concealed carry. Not your place. That's the bearing part of keep and bear arms. To bear arms means to carry arms. That means to carry guns. Yeah, huh? Concealed or otherwise. Next. This one, short and sweet, Romney, talking about running for president. Do us all a favor and don't. You'll never get the vote of true Christians. You don't fool us that Mormons are Christians. If you were, you'd come into our churches, accept our Bibles, and trust in Jesus alone and his redemptive work on the cross, where he actually died and three days later actually rose again in bodily form. You would believe that there is only one God in three persons, and those three persons do not include Lucifer. They are God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. Three in one, and no other, ever. They were not formerly human beings. Human beings will never become gods. You would believe that if you were a Christian. <clears throat> you wouldn't strive for godhood, because you'd already understand that'll fail. You wouldn't treat women as cosmic baby-making machines. Spirit children or not, that's hell, boys. That's not heaven. I don't care if you call me a goddess. That's straight up a sex slave. An eternal sex slave on a private planet you can't get off of. Yeah, I'm going to vote for a guy whose religion believes that. I don't think so. The lesser of two evils is still an evil. Let me repeat that. The lesser of two evils is still an evil. <sighs> Next, the boy who came back from heaven book pulled from Tyndale and Lifeway. Alex Malarkey, co-author with his dad of a book claiming a trip to heaven following a car crash at age six, has now, at age 16, released this open letter. Quote, an open letter to Lifeway and other sellers 
buyers and marketers of heaven tourism by the boy who did not come back from heaven. Please forgive the brevity, but because of my limitations, I have to keep this short. I did not die. I did not go to heaven. I said I went to heaven because I thought it would get me attention. When I made the claims that I did, I had never read the Bible. People have profited from lies and continue to. They should read the Bible, which is enough. The Bible is the only source of truth. Anything written by man cannot be infallible. It is only through repentance of your sins and a belief in Jesus as the Son of God who died for your sins, even though he committed none of his own, so that you can be forgiven. May you learn of heaven outside of what is written in the Bible, not by reading a work of man. I want the whole world to know that the Bible is sufficient. Those who market these materials must be called to repent and hold the Bible as enough in Christ. Alex Malarkey. End quote. Well, good for you. The concerning factor here is that both the mother and Alex himself state that they have been trying to correct this since 2012 that they have publicly informed everyone who would listen, including the publishers and major resellers, since 2012. Mrs. Malarkey has stated that she was told because she was not the co-author, they were not going to take her word for it. Alex states that the lack of response for the last two years is why he wrote the open letter. He states that he commented on the Alex Malarkey Facebook fan page, but his comment was removed by moderators and he was banned from the page from a page bearing his name. He wasn't allowed to comment on it, being the source and all. What a world. <laughs> By golly, it's going to get worse before it gets better. As Alex Malarkey has said in his letter, the Bible is sufficient. The Bible is enough. <clears throat> Repentance of your sins and a belief in Jesus as the Son of God who died for your sins, even though he committed none of his own so that you can be forgiven. I'm very proud of this young man to boldly correct his actions at such an age. I'm proud of him for making such a clear gospel invitation. Good job, Alex and Mom. You've made Jesus proud, too. Now, fun stuff. The Drug Enforcement Agency acknowledges a massive database of American phone calls. Of course, the DEA has their excuses. Doesn't make it constitutionally legal doesn't make it right. I think we've forgotten the Constitution is the law of our land. Gas. Finally near $2 a gallon where I live. On the high side, but getting close. Now, some idiotic states are considering hiking gas taxes. Economy finally gets stimulated. Actually. Does anyone else remember supply and demand? Market fluctuations based on pricing? which is how we all live, no matter your economic theory. So people are finally filling up, and some brainiacs want to squash that, thinking you're just going to cough it up twice and thank them for the privilege. Nope. It's either going into my gas tank or staying in my pocket, not yours. Thank you anyway. If you raise taxes, I'll do what I, and most others, always do. I'll buy less. That's right, less, not more. Not the same amount. Right now, I'm buying more. Charge me more money, one way or the other. I buy less. Pretty simple, really. These are the states reported as offenders, aka idiots. South Dakota, Iowa, Utah, Louisiana, New Jersey, 
Georgia, Tennessee. Michigan has reportedly approved it last month. States that have already implemented it in the last two years include Maryland, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Vermont, Virginia, and Wyoming. If you live in one of those states, you might want to take matters into your own hand. Next, the movie American Sniper. I gotta touch on that one briefly. Of course, the term American hero, the very concept, inflames the left-wing sensibility. There are Facebook movements trying to ban it. Of course, having fun bashing it. Deep sigh. If we had more American heroes, we'd have less of them. Oh, right. That's what they fear. I probably won't even like the movie after I've seen it, but for very different reasons. I'm going out on a limb here and guessing there will be swearing, aka profanity, also known as inappropriate language. That's right, folks. It's still not okay to cuss. God's standards, not a crumbling godless society's ever-decreasing standards. I probably will object to the apparel of at least one female in the movie, as we women are still letting ourselves be portrayed as sexual objects and not true equals. It doesn't balance out by treating men the same way either. I just may find that there will be other elements, comments, and or thoughts contrary to Jesus Christ. But if I find those things in this movie, I can solely blame Hollywarped for their portrayal and not blame the man who lived his life as he believed, who gave him himself in a way most of us can't conceive. Being good at his job doesn't negate the very real risks he took on every assignment. And off. I can be, and am, grateful. Every time someone steps up and says, I will, I will do what no one else is willing to do. Because I believe in the cause. Because I believe in the right of it. Because I am willing to protect the lives of those who are too dumb, or too passive, or simply incapable of protecting themselves. Because a tough job has to be done by someone. I will. Last but never least, <clears throat> Obama wants to give two years of college for free. Community college. To everyone. Because government magically has its own money to spend on this. Oh wait! No it doesn't! That's my money and your money. I didn't pay for my own child's college. Why on earth would I want to pay for yours? Even if I had it. This is for, quote, responsible students, end quote. Oh, well, I guess that makes it okay. The criteria from WhiteHouse.gov, quote, students must attend community college at least half time, end quote. Now, maybe these days you can be enrolled for less than half time, but that was a minimum for attendance at all when I was going, which, if still true, would make it a bunk requirement. They must also maintain a, are you ready for this? A whopping 2.5 GPA. Wow, 2.5, that was failure in my day. Bare minimum. You simply couldn't stay any lower than that, which would make it joke number two. They must, quote, make steady progress toward completing their program, end quote. Again, a basic requirement for continued attendance in most programs in most colleges it gets better. Colleges must conform to new standards issued by Big Brother. Ah, the real reason behind it. 
not just controlling K-12 education. We now need to control the little colleges who aren't accredited, meaning receiving money and rules from us. Then we can control it all. What a utopia, folks! Are you on board yet? Or are you still a patriotic American? This is direct from their website, whitehouse.gov. Quote, What community colleges have to do? Community colleges will be expected to offer programs that are either, one, academic programs that fully transfer credits to local public four-year colleges and universities, or two, occupational training programs with high graduation rates and lead to in-demand degrees and certificates. Community colleges must also adopt promising and evidence-based institutional reforms to improve student outcomes. What the federal government has to do. Federal funding will cover three quarters of the average cost of community college. Participating states will be expected to contribute the remaining funds necessary to eliminate the tuition for eligible students. End quote. High graduation rates. That means pass them. Make sure they have a 2.5 GPA and graduate those sheeple and mass herds. Along with the wording, adopt promising evidence-based institutional reforms to improve student outcomes. You know what improves student outcomes? Expecting them to work, to earn their degree or certificate, to have to maintain a high GPA. I was crushed by my 3.8 in community college. Why? Because I felt entitled to a 4.0? No, because I knew I was slacking. I knew it wasn't my personal best. Sure, I was a divorced young mother of a four-year-old who took full-time courses and worked full-time at a fast food restaurant. But I didn't use those things as excuses, as sob stories or entitlements to have what I didn't deserve. I could have been more diligent in my studies. I knew it then, I know it now. I was slacking. I was young and responsible as I was. I could have done better. How much are these kids going to give that are only expected to maintain a 2.5? And yeah, a lot of them will probably be single parents also, but that's not unusual these days. There are all sorts of accommodations now, daycares on campuses, etc., etc. People even pay for your daycare for you now. How is this going to create a better workforce? And where are these jobs going to come from? Ah, this is where my agenda radar hits the high beeping. What I foresee is classing the future workforce. Student X will be assessed for a program, told they don't fit, and recommended to take this program instead. Everyone, march quietly to your place in society. Big G government has spent its own money educating you specifically for this. You owe them now. You never have to question what's best for you, little sheeple. You only have to follow. Of course, since student X can't get into the program they wanted and are being told they won't have a job without that college education, and since you can't get into your four-year program anymore without a two-year degree, student X makes a decision in what seems to be their best interest. See, it's what Big G government told you all along was best for you. You know, this is what many people believe Christianity is. Mindless sheeple controlled by a nutcase god who must dictate every aspect of life. Nothing could be further from the truth. I believe Satan has propagated that myth because he intends to impersonate God someday in the form of the Antichrist. He wants people to buy this 
Because when he sets up his big G government to control the entire planet, he wants people to be confused. He wants them to think that his ways are how God would act. But he's a liar, people. The devil, Satan, is a liar and the father of lies. The real God has given us a choice. Every day, and everything we do, all people have a choice. Yes, even we Christians. We are not mindlessly obedient robots. It would be so much easier if we were. But we make a conscious choice every day, whether we will live for God or for ourselves. He has told us his standards, and we choose to keep them, or not to. We mostly choose to, because we love him, because God is everything good and free. Our founders knew this. They understood and stated in no uncertain terms that the only freedom for mankind would be found in the God of the Holy Bible and living as he instructed. Will you choose him today? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2015, A Christian.